Hello and welcome to the Doe Show, everyone. Um, real quick, right in the beginning, our uh, good friend Kevin, he said that he had something he wanted to say, or he had a little I'm, something I'm, he wanted I'm to do. I'm very nervous about this, people. I don't know. I've we've never given Kevin a prepared segment. He just kind of always yells onto the microphone, and he's kind of I, aggressive. So but. He's here with me now, and he seems very... Uh, I told him, like, you know, that we're in tough times in America right now. This can't be something ridiculous and inappropriate. He nodded, which I assume he's nodding right now, which I assume that means he knows what I'm talking about. So we're just going to let Kevin have his time for a second. All right. Thank you. I really appreciate the time on the podcast, guys. I just wanted to show my patriotism real quick. So I just wanted to sing a song. Oh, I'm sick of the fucking. Give me a second. I, I was just trying to interact with you, Kevin. You got go ahead. I want to interact with you, America, America. You are completely fucked. I'm so glad I'm Canadian. You guys are fucked. Sorry, guys, you're really fucked. Is, is that? Is that all you had, Kevin? No, I have one more song if you'd allow it. <sighs> God damn it. What song is it, Kevin? Uh, it's, a, it's a parody of a Frank Sinatra song. All right, here I go. Start spreading your cheeks. I'm creeping today. You're going to be, be forced, be forced to give birth, give birth. Kevin, that's completely inappropriate. I'm not done, but I guess I'll just stop there. Were you singing a song about how you're going to be forced to give birth to the tune of New York, New York by Frank Sinatra? Yeah, that was the idea. You're, Kevin, you can't give birth. You're, you're, you're like, I, I'm not exactly sure what you are, but... Tell that to your mom, motherfucker! Roll the music! Welcome to the actual Doe Show. I apologize for Kevin. Um, I mean, realistically, we could edit that out, but he prepared just, for I, it. He, he's we, we at this point we just kind of accept that if the amount if we get, if we let him speak once or twice, the amount of times that we have to not edit him out is way. It, it's just, it's like it's an economic decision at this he's point. A pick pick your battles. If we try and keep him out of the episode, he's just going to start screaming in my ear. Uh, but yes, welcome to the Doe Show, everyone. I am your host with my other hosts, or whatever we fucking call ourselves now. I am Johnny Peckis with us to be says, as always. I call Alex myself a druid. You're a druid, okay? And then we got the post himself, Ryan. Kurt. The post. That, that's what I'm called now. The post. Post himself, Ryan. <laughs> he's the post. He's uh, uh, I mean, it's better than being a knowledge cook, but I mean, you look fresh out the ocean, man. You look great. You're glowing. We like what we like. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, so uh, how you guys doing? Anything? How, what's going on? How's the weather? How's you? How's your mother? Foggy. 
super foggy out here. Yeah. yeah. I said it looked like I said I put a picture of it up and my friend was like, I didn't I he's like, I thought you lived in California, not in Maine. It looks like fucking Stephen King weather out here, like uh it's been all right here. It's not as hot, but it's still hot but nice. Like once you go from like ninety eight and it goes down to like eighty seven, you're like, Oh, this is perfect. We haven't hit eighties yet, dude. Like Wait, what? How do you go from being on fire to not like, hitting? <laughs> Maybe we've barely broke, like, just topped 80 so far. We're at, like, 70 right now. Um, so I did want to say real quick, I went to go see Dead & Co. on Saturday. It was a fucking blast. It was absolutely a blast. Uh, got sweet parking. It was only a 15-minute walk from Shakedown. Like, didn't have to pay for it. Fucking. Oh, uh, uh, Shakedown. It was sweet. Uh, it was yeah. set up on the back, like, uh, basically right behind center field wall, you know, right behind the stadium. And uh, everyone was there. I bought old dude from Venice's CD because he wouldn't give me a $10 break on his T-shirt. I was like, listen, I, I was like, listen, I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to find him on it. But I was like, I know you're paying four ninety nine for these fucking T-shirts, bro. Come on. I was like, I'll give you 20 I got a 20 He's like, nah. He's like, my CD's 20 though. I was like, all right, I'll take it. I wasn't even for me. I was giving it to my buddy. I was giving it to my buddy, Zach, because. He bought the tickets, he drove, picked me up, you know, fucking set everything up. So I was like, I'll get parking and, you know, I'll buy you something at the show. Wait, did you say parking was free? Yeah, I got it, though. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't, I was, I had to connect. It was my cousin. My cousin oh, hooked okay, us up. Okay, 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 like, okay. Uh, one of our friends lives right down there. Because she was like, you could park at my house, take a bus, it's real easy. I was like, listen, if it was me, I'm down for that. But the person I was with was like, nah, man. I was going to say, I'll meet you there. I'll take the train. They live up in that area, kind of. They're like, no, nah, if you can't go with me, then I can't go. I'm too scared to go to the city by myself. I was like, what? We're going to Wrigleyville. <laughs> He's like, well, the longer we... – I was like, what if we get parking, like, you know, 20 minutes away? I was looking at different friends. I'm like, dude, the longer we have to walk, the more chance we have to get mugged. I was like, by who? We're in Wrigleyville. Not to mention, you could walk 45 minutes from the show, and you're going to be surrounded by 90 other people going to the show. Uh but yeah, I mean it was a great I've, time. I've never, I've never been afraid of walking down the street in Chicago myself. And I've been to real bad areas, and it's not that bad. <laughs> it's, it's because when me and you, Mackley, and I think Ryan, you'll probably fit in with this category as well. Uh, we look like business. <laughs> we don't look like we're like we don't look like a like a prospect to be mugged. We look like someone that is there to buy whatever you and your friends are selling. <laughs> So they see me the, the, the most, the most bothered I've been in those areas. It's just like, Hey man, what's up? What you need? I got some of this. I got some of that. I'm like, nah, I'm good. They're like, well, what do you need? It's kind of like, you know, the poison dart frog in the wild. Where's the bright colors? And it's like, Hey, this is what I'm about. What's up? And we're, we're walking around in some tie dyes and we're like, Hey, how's it going? <laughs> You know, it's like it's like when you go to a Mexican restaurant and they think you want uh, lettuce and tomato on your tacos instead of onion and cilantro. I go to the hood. Everyone's like, hey, you need some Coke? I'm like, nah, I'm good. They're like, oh, heroin then. I'm like, nah, I'm good. They're like, what do you need? It's like that liquor store right there, some PBR, and I'm going back to work on this roof over here. And they're like, all right, man, have a good one. <laughs> and then the cops pull up beside you and hit you in the side of the head with a baseball bat, and you wake up and all of your pockets are turned out. Why is everything backwards? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was a hell of a time, though. I love going to the city. I love public transit. Big fan of public transit. Public transit is the shit, dude. I wish it was slightly more robust. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, it's, you know, the, the problem with that is how are you going to expand with what you already set up with? 
There should be like some type of trolley system from parking garages to main locations, I feel like. Yeah, I think they have that. I think it's um Uber. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I also think that we should get like so like like put the Tesla self driving car technologies into fucking like golf carts and have like just little automated golf carts that just like pop over the bars and like you need a ride. You know, like Festy Cab, but just little little robot guys. Like, just hop, hop in, fucking throw the seatbelt in. I got you, dude. <laughs> I could, I could see Tesla making a self-driving golf cart for people, and then the only people that use it are golfers. And you just, you and it, you just use the fucking the Tesla driving algorithm, the Spotify fucking music algorithm, and give it like a speech recognition thing with a few languages from Google Translate, and just be like, "I, how's it going? I am little cab, better that." Where are we going? What would you like to listen to? This is what I like. <laughs> yeah, uh, not to get off topic topic too much, but uh, I took an Uber, and they these people had video games in the back seat. And it wasn't like an Xbox or anything like that. It was just a giant tablet that was on the back, and it had different, it had like six games you could choose from. And it was just something like press buttons and like matching. Like the shit up. that you get at like a Buffalo Wild Wings type game, right? Kind, kind of, kind of, yeah, yeah. It was similar, but it's free. And I was like, I was half in the bag, so I was like, this is fucking sweet, dude. Uh, but actually, that's not too big of a segue here because we are talking about dun, 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 uh, science. Exactly, science and frink. We'll get into inventions and whatnot. So that's how you're talking about weird shit like that. We're basically talking about the Matt Groening science factors in the shows, which is pretty interesting considering like he had so many smart people write for him, but like he was just—did he go to Harvard too? No, we should the uh, amount, the, let me go. Let me yeah. go listen to our Matt Groening episode real quick yeah. and figure this out. Yeah, I'll be back. The amount of Harvard PhDs is just insane. It's just like, after a certain point, it's like, what? What does the number even matter? There's just that many people that have that level of mind. There, like, all right, <laughs> we get it. <laughs> and and speaking of uh, you know video games in an Uber, that's a really great invention. These people have come up with some pretty great inventions. Uh, first person we are going to cover is uh, Professor Frank. We're going to get a, we're going to get the Hoyvans and the Glavens. And talking about Frank and inventions, then like one of the best games that they had for The Simpsons is Hit and Run, where you're pretty much playing Uber. You're playing a taxi driver, so <laughs> playing Uber, <laughs> which was, uh, I mean, like they could have just called it Simpsons Do Crazy Taxi. Yeah. Uh, but actually, we need to get that game. If anyone listening has that game or has a way that we could play it in modern day without getting an old console. I'm sure I can find an emulator during this podcast and get us playing it during this if we wanted to. Like, <laughs> Stay tuned for the third act of the show where we just play Simpsons Hit and Run <laughs> and not do anything else. Uh, <laughs> uh, but for Professor Frank from The Simpsons, uh, his full name is uh, his name is Jonathan, but he spells it with an H, so fuck that. His name is Jonathan IQ Nerdlebomb Frank Jr. A dot B dot comma dot B. There's a bunch of PhDs and all this uh, MRSC and CCAM and MPhil. I don't know what any of that means, but they just know him as Professor Frank, or uh, once referred only once referred to as Doctor Frank. Ah, oh, that's sucks. Uh, he was born January 3rd, 1950, which is funny now because he's still in The Simpsons and it's 2020. So speaking of inventions, he also figured out like life longevity and all that bullshit. Uh, 
Time travel, yeah, I guess. Wait, did they do the Simpsons have done a time yeah, travel? Yeah, they did. Thing, it was they? a toaster in uh, Treehouse of Horror that they did time travel. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's not. Well, they have. I guess not, they haven't. They've done it, but it's not canon. Yeah, which I mean, canon is like lowercase. Ever is there something smaller than lowercase? Like, like small font canon. You can't capitalize a single letter in canon when you're talking about the Simpsons. Yeah, it's very fast and loose. Um. I can hit some trivia points since I know there's a lot of uh, Simpsons trivia fans that listen to us. Uh, his popularity led to him being uh, the name of a computer programming language, which I didn't know until today. That was very interesting. Uh, to him personally, the term nerd stands for not even remotely dorky because he just doesn't want to be belittled. Um, and I guess despite having at least one son, Canonically, he is a sperm donor, so who knows about all that? How many little frinks are there running around? Oh, God. You go to the park and you hear some kid, Mom, look at me, Glavin! Like, oh, God. It's one of mine. We have to go. We have to go immediately. <laughs> uh, Mac Attack, I know you had something to talk about, Mr. Frink. Uh, my favorite, one of my favorite, like, Frinkyisms is in one episode, it's Again, going on like the prediction train of the Simpsons is he makes like one erroneously wrong prediction followed by a super ridiculously accurate prediction. And it's when he's talking about computers. It's like, you know, in the 70s with the computers and his prediction is that, you know, computers only get bigger and more expensive as time goes on. And only the five richest princes of Saudi Arabia will own one. Meanwhile, you know, it's the complete opposite. Computers gotten smaller and smaller until we've got like more computing power in our pocket than what we use to fucking send the first spacecrafts to the moon. Like, but then his think about think about the uh, like the computers of yore and how big they were and what they did. Now imagine if you just took what those old computers could do and made it as small as possible. You could probably have that computer be like smaller than a centimeter by a oh, centimeter. Yeah. Super tiny. <laughs> but then the um, second thing that I wanted to say with that one, that then the second half of that quote is that he goes on, but but because he's like, he goes into the, he makes a prediction about dating apps essentially, and it's like, and because dating apps will match you up with essentially whatever you want exactly, there will be no fun or romance in dating anymore, and it will be a completely computer driven program, and then it's just like. Well, okay, that one is fucking spot on. I can't remember what the episode's Frankiac Seven. I can't. I don't. Frankiac Seven. Is that an episode? Where? I thought I had that one. Oh Hold no, up. that's the na- that's the name that's the name of the, the uh, computer. The computer. Yeah. And then that's the Frankie X7. Probably was in the late 60s. So wait, 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 hold on. The late 60s, so he was not even 20 years old? Yeah. And I guess he is smart. <laughs> uh, I like, uh, there's so, I mean, Professor Frank has so many good lines and so many episodes. Uh, and they usually coincide with like one of his inventions, which we'll we'll get to. But I like the uh, when Lisa becomes a tap dancer, 
and he programs the shoes to tap dance for her. Oh, and they, and then, and they start going insane and, like, burn down. <laughs> but uh, when she was dancing really good or whatever, like, uh, Frank looks at, he takes the shoes, he goes, ah, well, these, look at this, these weren't even turned on at all. This was your, it was you tap dancing. And Homer goes, no, see, look right there. The switch says, ah, and he's like, well, I was trying to lay, raise the little girl's spirits. <laughs> 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 uh, favorite, favorite uh, invention of uh, Frank. Give it up. What do you think? That rhymed. Favorite. And I got the time to do. No, I'm done. <laughs> well, I mean, he made he made an early computer, and as a computer nerd, I'm gonna have to go with the fucking computer. Like I would, like, how can I not? What about you, Ryan? What do you think? Probably the house that runs away. The security. You don't like your neighbors? Just run the run away. <laughs> Intruder alert! <laughs> <laughs> like, like an ATSC from Star Wars. I like the uh, the auto dialer because once he got the phone call from the auto dialer, I guess it's like the house that's like something that he does. Like, oh, you weren't made for this. You were made for telling school children that they had school off during a blizzard. He's like, let's bring you home. He hits the button and it like grows legs and starts running out of the house. And Homer's like, oh, no, you don't. <laughs> he snaps off all the legs and brings it back inside. <laughs> But it's like I don't I don't like the auto dialer because that's something we have to deal with now and people are calling me about my car insurance and my car programs. I'm like, I don't have a car. I don't <laughs> it's not a thing that can possibly be true. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately it got way easier to do that and also like just way stupider where they're just like, Well, if we could if we could send this message out to three million people, there's gotta be at least six of them that are gonna answer it. <laughs> Like I get, I get calls out like every time and it's, I never answer my phone just because even when it doesn't say spam alert, I just know like who's calling, first of all, who's calling me? I have, I have like, you know, a, you know, a decent amount of friends that I talk to on a regular basis, not regular, but like I talk to, if they were to like text me, they'd be like, Oh, it's so-and-so none of them call me, let alone like a random number. I don't know. If it's a number that does, isn't named, and even most of the people, if someone calls me and it has a name, I'm like, no, nah, not now, motherfucker. I, I ain't got time to talk to you. <laughs> Send me a text, bro. Send me something <laughs> I could potentially ignore a little bit easier. I don't need to answer the phone and hear you drop some heavy shit on me. I'm like, what am I? Oh, shit. Oven's on. Gotta go. <laughs> uh, Frank has a child. Yeah. At least one. And then also, I think in one of the Treehouse episodes, he made a child yeah. uh, and had the the sideshow Mel bone through the hair. Oh, yeah. I believe you're correct with that, too. Yeah. You got anything else about f f f Frank? Uh, no, not, not right now. I mean, he's just, again, like the classic personification of, you know, just over-the-top science nerd, the sci-fi in it. I think a lot of what they want to do with that character then bleeds over into like Farnsworth and Futurama. Yeah. It's like, what couldn't we do with him? You know? And also like, I feel like the Simpsons were pretty good at making all of their like background characters at least dimensional enough to where it's like, ah, uh, there'd be a good nerd joke here. Oh, uh, who can we use? Oh, Frank. Or like, ah, uh, there's like a real snooty, like, uh, not like, is there a difference between geek and nerd? Like, what would you call Frank versus comic book guy? 
both nerds? Oh, um, is comic book guy a geek? So like nerds are just into like geeks are into like a very specific thing. So like, Kanye, like I I, I think I, American Dad I think makes a joke. It's like Kanye yes, like, I'm a geek. I'm into teddy bears and I'm into like shutter shades. That's what I like. Those are the only things. <laughs> I, I don't know if if you if say what were the two things again? Geek and nerd. No, no, no. What was it besides shutter shades? Teddy bears. Teddy bears and shutter sh- shades. That sounds more autistic. Like, I mean, that's, like, that's a spectrum. I'm, I'm really into ceiling fans. I'm into ceiling fans. Actually, I knew someone that knew someone that knew someone that was really into ceiling fans. It's like, dude, you want to come see all my ceiling fans? It's like, yeah, buddy, let's go check them out. <laughs> well, I, I mean, ceiling fans are good for hypnosis. For self hypnosis again, if you're trying. All right, to that's something fucking, I didn't know I'd learn today. If you're trying to go through the different steps of doing astral projection, hypnosis is one of them. I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, it was someone who knew someone who knew someone kind of thing. Um, but I guess we'll get back into the the geek versus nerd discussion. What, wait, what, what, what I've next. got what I've got up right here is a nerd is someone who is passionate about learning slash being smart academic. A geek is someone who is passionate about some particular area or subject, often an obscure or difficult one. A dork is someone who has a difficulty with common social expectations and interactions. So a dork would be on these autism spectrum. <laughs> okay. All right. I was going to say all that and more next on the Doe Show, but you stepped you stepped on my balls. <laughs> you got my balls in a vice grip. <laughs> all right. And we'll be back. And we are back. And guess what, everyone? Good news, everyone! It's a suppository. Hazuzu! I love that ah, man uses fucking a gargoyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that every the name is so funny. I'm sure there's like a reference why they have that name. But just when he's like in desperation and the fucking gargoyle comes in, he's like, <laughs> The voice acting is absolutely killer for Farnsworth. Uh, actually, speaking of the voice acting for that, so um, John DiMaggio, who does Bender, he uh, originally auditioned for Professor Farnsworth. And they didn't really like what he did for Farnsworth but they liked what he was doing. They're like, oh, just do that voice for Bender. So like in the Space Pilot 3000, the first episode and the first couple episodes, Bender sounds kind of like this, you know, kind of all grumpy, kind of Bender kind of thing. And that's because that was the voice he wanted to do for Farnsworth. So then, you know, obviously, same with Homer, like in the first season, Homer sounded like this, oh, butts, and blah, blah, blah. And then it eventually fell into what it actually sounds like. Same thing with, uh, with, Futurama, uh, which I just thought is funny. And that's why if you watch the first couple episodes of Futurama, you're like, why does he sound like that? Uh, that's why. But yeah, Professor Farnsworth, Hubert J. Farnsworth, which is funny because um, Hubert J. Farnsworth, there's Homer J. Simpson, Bartholomew J. Simpson. There's a lot of J middle names with uh, graining characters. Interesting little tidbit there. 
I think it was I think it was because uh of like his family, his personal family, so probably like a common denominator of like Jay as a middle name. Uh also I did see something that Philip J. Fry was like a like a relative of Graining in one way or another. Don't quote me on it, but um Yes, Bill J. Fry Farnsworth, and Farnsworth are relatives. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, the they time are. travel. No, no. It's the time travel episode they do actually. The uh, in Futurama. Yeah. Are you talking about um, Roswell that ends well? Yes, exactly. Where Fry becomes his own grandpa. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what is it? Uh, Professor Farnsworth is Fry's great, 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 great. Wait, wait. <laughs> uh, great times thirty <laughs> uncle. Of Philip J. Fry and also Great Times Thirty One Grandfather. Yeah, That's... Uh, yeah. So he's he's uh, Philip J. Fry is Professor Farnsworth's uncle and grandfather, which is you know, I, it's super, whatever, super, I guess. super Mississippi right there. Uh, well, he. Uh, He's pushing the limits of the 31st century. He was born April 9th, uh, 2841. Uh, chief executive officer and shareholder of Planet Express and the Tetragonist of Futurama. I don't know. What, the fuck, what is a Tetragonist? I don't, I don't know what that word is either. You'll have to look that up. God. Quick answer. What is a Tetragonist? Uh, it's just a really fucking, really fancy term for a character. The fourth actor. It's like the protagonist, but it's the fourth, I don't know. who. Why if, do these people really have to use these words? I mean, let's, let's get down to brass tacks here. Are that many words necessary in the human language? Couldn't you just use the extra, t- use the extra two seconds to say, the one of the guys, one of the characters. Like you don't need a fucking. Uh, this is why. This is why school's bullshit. Because the, all of this vocab, who needs it? Who needs all the vocab? That was a huge waste of time. Cut. Cut that. We're gonna cut that. <laughs> so mad about that word. <laughs> fuck. Fuck words. Fuck. Okay, listen. Fuck you think everyone's so smart? That use them. All right. The United States of America is back in the fucking 50s right now as far as human rights go. So let, that really shows how smart these college-going people are. Fuck Brett Kavanaugh. And fuck the rest of them. Fuck their stupid college educations. Fuck their fucking Ivy League schools. Fuck Harvard. Fuck Yale. Fuck them all. Fuck them. Fuck their words. Fuck their classes. Fuck their teachers. Fuck their fucking master's degrees. Fuck their pieces of paper that tells you that you're smarter than other people. Fuck all of it. I dropped out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One thing I will not, one school I will not down talk though, University of Mars. I mean, they have a really good program there. You know, Uh, lots of classes. They let a monkey go through their program. What was, oh gosh, what's that little guy's name? Uh, Gunta. 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 Yeah, yeah. What is nice little hat? So t- 
yeah, talk about like uh, certain lines from shows that are just burned into your head uh, when they're trying to like when Gunter he he doesn't have his hat on and Farnsworth has the hat and then Fry has a banana and Farnsworth is like take the hat it will give you knowledge and Fry's just like banana 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 <laughs> and that I say that all the time in my head I'll say it out loud sometimes and no one ever gets it but just banana banana banana. <laughs> Uh, you might just also have Tourette's. <laughs> banana, banana, banana! <laughs> like, oh, you want something for breakfast? Banana, banana, banana! All right, here you go, Johnny. Here's your banana. So one of, one of the things that I thought was interesting with, um, so in Futurama, you know, that in almost any sci-fi universe, one of the things you have to get around is how do we get to other planets in a reasonable amount of time? Because everything's so spread out in space that you need to go... And with the speed limit of light, you've got to break it to do anything. Yes, Johnny? <laughs> I didn't need you to say the yes, Johnny part. I was just going to go, yes, I agree with you. Science is crazy. It's a 22-minute episode. How to dig it from Mars to Earth. But that was uh, he. one of the things. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> no, this fucking... Uh, just so everyone that's listening knows, we're using a new program today, and the program is great, has a lot of benefits to it, but there's a little button that you click, and it raises a digital hand on your video and just tells the person, whoever's talking, I have something to say. <laughs> I would like something to, I have a thing to say. And so that was the first use of it right there on Johnny's end. That was the first use. And that was just to say, man, science, science, huh? Isn't it crazy? <laughs> Uh, yes, the, the propulsion of the Planet Express ship is what you're getting to, right? Yeah, well, even, they they go into that later when they, and if, and if we want to look up uh, what that little Farnsworth guy is, so that's in the episode that we learn how that is, and they don't, the, the Planet Express ship's engines don't move the ship that moves the universe around the ship, but uh, initially his plan was that, in, and they go into it in, uh, which episode is it? Uh, a clone of yeah. The, it was, the speed of light was increased in twenty two oh eight. So then you know you can as you get closer and closer to traveling the speed of light, it costs more and more energy until it gets to you need an infinite amount of energy. But if you just made the speed of light faster, then you'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking? Wait, you said the clone of? Were you mentioning something about Hubert Farnsworth? His clone? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it's noted online as his child. Which, like, I mean, if you make a clone, is it your child? I don't... Okay, let's get it. Yeah, let's get it. Where are the clones. legalities? Let's get into the potential <laughs> legality of clones. Because I, I feel like that's going to be something that we've got to talk about as a society eventually yeah. here. You heard it here first, folks. The uh, the mentioning of the legality of the slowly, yeah, slowly this is just going to become into like an ethics conversation about hyper advanced topics. <laughs> Rewriting the accords. So, okay. so, if you give birth to a child, then the that child is legally yours, and until the age of eighteen, you have like power over them. But they're also able, but then there's also Child Protective Services, which can come take them away from you. Can take you. There's going to be Clone Protective Services in the year 2809. I think there was, there's a book that I read in like middle school that was like The House of the Scorpion. 
and it's like about some like cartel boss that raises clones to like replace his organs so that he can live forever and it's just like you know that you're like one of his clones so you're going to be like protected but it's like but you know he's going to come from you and he's going to take every one of your organs and you're going to die but until then you're going to have a good life <laughs> that's funny that you say that so the guy made clones just for like organs and things like that uh, the only reason Professor Farnsworth uh, keeps Amy around is because she has the same blood type as him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Farnsworth, as far as like inventions and stuff goes, there are so many. Most of them were just like doomsday devices. Didn't he have like a whole like high tech China cabinet? Yeah. <laughs> like it, like sports nerds have fucking uh, or sports geeks, I guess would be the proper term. Sports geeks have fucking trophies of the sports things they did and then you know farnsworth has a cabinet of the doomsday devices he's made like <laughs> it's what they like that's what they do i guess that's cool for you i'll let me show, show me your display case that's super neat <laughs> it's like i like i like the more i like the more playful like mad scientist evil kind of version of farnsworth than i do over like someone in the simpsons like mr burns because Farnsworth would be like, look at my cabinet of doomsday devices, <laughs> you know, laugh about it. But like Burns is like, like there's a joke in The Simpsons where it's like, here's your uh, like one social security card. And he goes, that's not my social security card. That's my SS card, which is just like, I was a Nazi. And then he goes on to say, like, uh, if it wasn't for so and so, I would have been like, blah, blah, blah. He's like, my bombs worked, damn it. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, I don't need cynical <laughs> evil nazi characters in my television shows like farnsworth is like funny senile kind of half evil yeah. mr burns is just like a canonical nazi different kind of evil it's in his nose <laughs> releasing yeah yeah uh I don't know. His nose doesn't say German Nazi to me. I feel like he would have been not good friends with the Nazis. Well, I guess he doesn't have hair, so you don't know what color it used to be. I don't think it was blonde, though. <laughs> but Farnsworth, he does have, like, the... So he's so he's so much of a genius, but it's also funny to see it because he's a genius and also seeing the as fuck. So it's like, what is smart, what is clever, and what is just crazy? Yeah. Like the, uh, what's the machine, the, the smelloscope or whatever? Oh, yeah, he's like, I have, have the, you can smell things from across the galaxy. And that, that, that machine came out in an earlier episode and was used later on in the continuity of the seasons. Like, I think, isn't that uh, when Bender gets shot into space and becomes God? And uh, Fry is, like, going to all these big telescope things. And, like, he locks a bunch of Tibetan monks in a closet. And they have to eat their own shoes or something. But then I th don't they find him by the smelloscope? I think that's what they used to find him, yeah. And, like, like Bender is slowly, like, overclocking and upgrading his processor systems until he slowly, like, overconnected the galaxy and became the god of it, yeah. Well, no, no, he, that was the episode where he was floating through space and then something crashed into him. There's all these little people and his body became like the planet and there was the people on his stomach and then there's the people on his ass that he couldn't see. And he kept telling the people I on his stomach, like, you do this, you do this. Separate occasions. There might be more than that, to be honest, but 
Uh, this is the way it's like, uh, I think with a little guy who talked to, he'd like pick him up and talk to God. I think his name is like Malachi or something. Like, Malachi, I need you guys to start making booze. So he like, they build this whole booze place and he just takes their whole like month supply of it and drinks it. And he's like, oh, Bender, uh, or God, uh, you know, we were thinking maybe you could give us a miracle because, you know, a lot of people died building that brewery. <laughs> and then there was nuclear attacks between the people on his butt and the people on his chest. And then everyone died and he was really sad. And then he met God in the universe. And he's like, yeah, you know, I was God once. And God was like, yeah, I saw that. That's pretty interesting. <laughs> now I need to watch more Futurama. I, I have not not watched the drama. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, we'll get into all of it. And then, well, the reason I think, well, the reason I think me and Mackley can talk more on it is because, uh, well, I think we mentioned this in an earlier episode, or maybe this was the lost episode where Mackley's computer blew up in his bedroom. But uh, we were saying how we all love The Simpsons, but like Futurama was a little bit more our integral growing up time. And also, like, it was more relatable because we're not parents. We can't relate with Homer and Marge. We're, like, you know, more in a spot where, like, Fry or, I mean, Fry mostly for me. Uh, but, I mean, any of those characters are a little bit more relatable to people who don't have a family. Now that I'm re-watching The Simpsons again as, I guess, quote-unquote an adult, it's definitely changed my perspective of who, uh, which characters I lean towards, or who I'm uh, paying more attention to. The, the you know Homer script opposed to Bart script. Yeah, I mean, I guess growing up, like I had a little bit more common, like uh, commonalities with Bart, but then like you get into your like high school light high school after high school it's like well i don't really relate with bart anymore like that's when futurama came in it's like ah these are some real world situations that i can actually identify with um not farnsworth necessarily because you know that was i don't like who like who's gonna be like ah professor farnsworth you know i really relate with that guy (laughs) Okay, and then there is a second time that Bender becomes an omnipotent. You know, so there's the one time Bender becomes the fucking god, as you were saying, with the his small little, uh, his small little god fellas that were growing on him in space, and then he also becomes an omnipotent uh, being because Cubert uh, tries to upgrade his fucking processors to make him better in an online game, and then he just constantly starts upgrading and getting new processors until he becomes a omnipotent being being cooled by Niagara Falls and then like time travels to do save Fry in court from being tried from something. And you can find more details on our Futurama podcast called The Do Show. <laughs> 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 uh so, anything else about a uh, good old Farnsey? Uh, I mean, you know, everyone. I feel like everyone knows more about him because, like, Farnsworth is a main character of Futurama. Frank is a very side character of The Simpsons. Yeah. Um. But they are very similar, actually. Yeah, I can see it. I can see like Frank being there so that they can make those jokes they wanted to make. 
but then Futurama, and I mean, we'll definitely get into this on a full episode in the future, but I feel like Futurama came from a place where they're like, man, we have all these jokes, these smart jokes, these future-centric jokes, but putting them in The Simpsons would kind of delude the idea of The Simpsons. And I think that is one of the probably bar conversations they had that started the idea of Futurama. Because, I mean, we know that it was Graining and uh, James L. Brooks. Or, wait, David X. Cohen. I'm sorry, not James L. Brooks. It's David X. Cohen. And uh, I think it probably just sprouted for them having all these ideas that they just couldn't use for The Simpsons. And if that is true, which right now it's just headcanon for myself, but if that is true, take that same logic and go from Simpsons, Futurama, now Disenchantment. Is like oh all these fantasy style jokes that would be too and that's exactly what jarring to put into the Simpsons or Futurama unless you're doing like a Renaissance fair kind of yeah. thing. And that's exactly what they said. What just enchanted was. I feel like there are some Futurama episodes where they did Renaissance. I. Yes, they've done some like fantasy esque episodes in Futurama. Sure. So that might be where they dipped into that idea. And then they're like, all right, we've got way more than, you know, they, they sit down in the writer's room, they write that episode, and they're like, all right, we've got, like, pages that, that we didn't, that we had to, like, tear out just to put it in the time slot. We got to do something with this. I could see that. I could see, like, all of them having their individual notebooks and be like, I have pages and pages of shit that we can't use for these two shows. Or one show, or whatever. I feel like Simpsons has been on autopilot since Futurama came about. Like, they'll get a good episode, like, yeah, you know, maybe one a season. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Futurama... Futurama was heavily contested by the people in charge of putting TV shows in front of the general public. Uh, and I think they didn't have that much of a problem when Graining and whoever did fucking Disenchantment, I don't know, but they didn't even bother with going to a network. They didn't bother with trying to get it on television. They just went like, we have this idea, fucking drop it on Netflix. Yep. Which I think was very smart. Which guides to the next question. The, is The Simpsons still on live television? I would assume that's, so. That's, that's, it, a, that's, a, that's a Googleable thing we should know. I think it's probably on like a side FX network. It's probably still on fucking Sunday Night Fox, honestly. Yeah. You think so? Because, I mean, they sold to Disney because Fox wanted to uh, kind of focus on their horrible, horrible news network. <laughs> season Well, watch full season 31. Maybe it is. Maybe it is still like live episodes that come out week after week go on to Fox somewhere and then hop on to Disney, but do you think that will last? I don't think Fox will ever stop putting that up. <laughs> I mean, it, it created their network. It, I mean, the Simpsons are very, very irresponsible for building up. Like, Rupert Murdoch probably owes the rest of his use, usable organs to the Simpsons. He's, he's probably like if, the Scorpion King. He's probably grown, grown, has grown close to himself <laughs> to save his organs. Like, it's like uh, Dick Cheney. He's, his heart has failed on him so many times. It, he no longer has a pacemaker. It's like a solid, it's like, like you know, like almost like an aquarium pump where it's just constantly flowing. So he has a bracelet that says like, no, I do not have a heartbeat, but yes, I am still alive. And it's like Dick Cheney. 
how many times has the universe tried to kill you? Just accept it already and die. Like, why are you so afraid of meeting your maker over there? <laughs> and like literally any other person his age, like doctors are selling them fucking DNR bracelets like they're getting fucking commission for it. Like, oh, you're 65? Yeah, you know, you've smoked one cigarette in your whole entire life. You might be prone to heart attacks. Let me give you this DNR bracelet just in case, you know, you fall down, you know, they know your life isn't worth saving. So then they can take your heart and give it to Rupert Murdoch. Because I feel like a heart only lasts him like two to three days at best at this point. Oh, yeah, dude. People like that, like they're going through hearts monthly. That's bullshit. I saw my first. <laughs> yeah, me too, luckily. Because if we needed a second, we wouldn't get a second. <laughs> we would not get a second. That one life. The Murdoch's like, we're, he's like, here's, here's what's going to happen. We're going to sell The Simpsons to sell to Disney. And Disney's going to give me Walt Disney's old heart. It's been frozen. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know what Rupert Murdoch sounds like, but that just sounded like an old man version of Nikki from Little Nikki. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gotta, gotta, gotta get the heart. Gotta get the heart. You gotta put the heart in the flask. <laughs> I, I've had 16 hearts because of all the Popeye's chicken. <laughs> I haven't had Popeyes in a fucking minute now that you say that. I might be looking up really hot. You know, I need to take a break, so I might need to look up where Popeyes chicken is. <laughs> uh, we got anything else on Farnsworth? Any other exciting stuff uh, on yeah, that aspect? I'm sure I do, but not for now. <laughs> this is just like, I mean, to be honest, to all the thousands and thousands of fans that are listening, this is a overview episode of science stuff in the, in the in the graining the graining verse i wish that was easier to say because that would probably be a real if if it sounded better that we could coin that term and it would be a thing because like, you know you got potter verse you got all you just put verse on the end of anything what do you mean well, potter verse doesn't sound that great but like the graining verse doesn't sound great graining verse no no the graining verse it's one too many syllables uh, I see. if it was grain verse it'd be perfect <laughs> <laughs> now nah, you know what fuck it we'll do it we're coining it here you heard it here first folks the graining verse is what we're talking about science in the graining verse that's i think that's going to be the name of the episode too the graining verse part one <laughs> it's lying in the song it's his verse in the rap song of life. <laughs> so if you got no more science stuff for um, Farnsworth, I guess we just have to cut it to commercial. Yep, I'm going to go get a milkshake. Popeyes to milkshake. Huh? All right, go get a milkshake and we will be back. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a pretty big jump. Yeah. No, it's a Popeye's milkshake. He's going to get the famous. Well, <laughs> no, that's KFC. I was going to say he's going to get the famous bowl and throw it in the blender. <laughs> Get a whole meal. What I do is I take my Big Mac, I put it with my French fries, I dump my Fanta into it. No, I go to I go to KFC. I get the chicken breast, get all the bones, I throw it in there, I blend up the bones. Good, good nutrient base. That's where all the that's where all the that's where all the vitamins are. The bones. All right, and we'll be back with the dough show. And I gotta defeat a baby! Kevin, I think Kevin. you've done that already. 
Jesus Christ, Kevin! I lock the door. I lock the door behind me. He has, like, mouse bones where he can crumple his body and he gets under the fucking door. It's ridiculous. He just slipped out! I didn't even have to open the door for him. He just slipped out the bottom of the fucking door! Dad, I'm fucking over here, you fucking asshole! How are you in California now? Again, like you said, he just fucking slips in and out. But he likes to like, just yell at me and tell me, like, nice things about my cat, but in just, like, a mean way to me. Where he's just like, yeah, dude, look at your fucking cat! He's so fucking cool, like, and he's gonna lose you your fucking failure! I'm like, Kevin, no, stop that. <laughs> The only the times I hear from Kevin is like when I have uh, what I call at work backwards brain where like, you know, I'll think about something and be like, OK, I need to grab forklift, grab this, put it down, put someone else on top of it and then go and bring it over to the other area. And they'll be like, brain. OK, all right, break. And then as soon as I say break, I start walking towards the other building. I'm like, hold on a second. Hold on a second. And then I had it backwards. Uh, and then usually, like, the hold on a second is like, What are you doing, you fucking idiot? You're supposed to grab the forklift first, you fucking dummy. It's like, um, equivalent of that for me at work is when I go to, everyone does it that works on the line. You go to, you're like, I need to grab this to fill, to, to fill something up on the line. And as soon as you walk in the fridge to grab it and that door closes, you're like, I have no idea what I came into this fucking fridge to grab. I think that's a very relatable thing for everyone. I, well, Ryan, I'm sure you deal with that a lot. Door portal. The door portal. That's a good way to put it. Doors, man. Yeah. You walk even archways. You even fucking quarter portals, man. You know, they put them all over the place. I got the, I got the wrong shoes. There's portal shoes. I take one step. I'm like, where was I going? Like, ah, yes. Forward. <laughs> That's when I think of that uh, nice little, what is it, Christmas, claymation Christmas song. Put one foot in front of the other, and soon you'll be walking through the door portal. I think that was the song. The song was called Door Portal. It was performed by the Heat Miza. <laughs> or Jack Frost. I don't know. There's so, uh, how many how many fucking movies? Because, like, okay, you guys know what I'm talking about when I say, like, the claymation Christmas yeah, movies. yeah, yeah. yeah. How many of them were there? Because like, there's a, the one with, I mean, there's a couple of them. The one of them is more popular. Like a dozen. Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer was like the most popular one, uh, with the kid who wants the little elf who wants to be a dentist. That is, Trevor Boy. There's, uh, whatever movie it is with the heat miser and the cold miser. Um, what is it? Evil Bong Three, where the bong kills all the people. The gingerbread man, the leprechaun, the list goes on. They're all claymation, by the way. They just got really better at claymation over the years, so it looked realistic. All of Les Claypool's music videos, mostly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, Les Claypool himself, see the name didn't Claypool. You, you did stop motion fucking Gumby videos in middle school, didn't you, Johnny? You're, that's, yes, I did. That's <laughs> very strange that you remember that. I we fucking killed... Class. We were in the same class. What was the class called? Because we had in middle school, thankfully, we had home ec, and then we had like the opposite of home ec, science. What's the opposite? Do you remember? Do you remember which one I did? I have no idea. Were you the one that made uh, that you had to cook the hot dogs with the solar power, or you were in the CAD? I did. I did cooking the, the hot dogs, cooking the solar power, and that. I do remember that. And then I also did the um, the basic machine ones with Legos. 
I did the stop motion animation with Gumby and Pokey, and we went next level, dude. I was using 360 designs. I used a fishing line to lower him down bit by bit to make it look like he was falling. But then I don't remember if I, I think I did because you did two of them a year, right? Yeah. Yep. So I also did the radio one that was in like the little radio booth. And I, I remember at the end of the class, like we had one, the whole, were, were you in the same class? We all went to the same middle school. So it, it makes sense. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I remember like right at the end, end of the class like before we went to a different like before the semester changed we weren't in that class anymore we piled everyone into that little radio booth and like played the stuff that we had made and like someone was flicking the lights even though it wasn't like we were making like dance music or anything but uh people were sitting under the desk and shit uh, it was crazy that's crazy that's wild that you just pulled that up yeah 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 shit i should damn i should make i should make some fucking stop motion shit i have a fucking gopro in a stand, I can use my phone. Yeah. All right. Coming up next on the Doe Show, uh, <laughs> you're not going to be able to hear it because it's just stop motion for the rest of the episode. <laughs> well, now we're on to our to our to our third topic of the night. Yeah. Our third science of the the graining verse, which is now a coin term, uh, TM. It's the graining verse TM hashtag property of the Doe Show. That's the full term. Well, have to fight us for it. Yes, fight us. Actually, no, I don't want to say that. I do not want to fight Matt Groening and his lawyers. No. Well, that, oh, I, I'll fight Matt Groening and his lawyers like in a fist fight. But I thought you were going to say like other people who are like, I want that to be my coin term. Like, don't come and fight us because like we're not, we're not fighters. Not fighters. Yeah, more of like a eye pokers, quick stabbers, run away and get sweet sweet revengers. You you embarrassed me and I ran away, but you also lost your job, and now I'm your stepdad. <laughs> Hello, son. <laughs> Smoking like a no, just to just to really like drive it home. You're wearing like a nice robe and like Crocs, but instead of an actual like tobacco pipe, you just have one of those cartoony pipes that when you blow into it, bl bubbles come out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, son. I'm pretty sure Martin uses one of those in The Simpsons. He's in that exact setup, except I don't think it's... Bart, Bart definitely is in that setup. Uh, yeah, Crocs weren't around then. No. The episode, uh, The Babysitter, where he has a crush on the babysitter. Oh, yeah, yeah, he has a crush on the babysitter, and he tries to look all cool. Yeah. Uh, so how do you guys feel about Crocs, though? I think they're fine. I think I don't. I've, I've got nothing against Crocs. Because there's so many people. It's, it's like it's one of those situations where it's like, tell me you're old without telling me you're old. People are like Crocs are the dumbest thing in the world, and Justin Bieber is stupid. It's like okay, so you got to be at least fifty, sixty, maybe seventy right now. <laughs> I mean Crocs. I mean I'm not gonna fucking wear them out to the gig. I am bringing it to the shindig. I'm not wearing them out to a barbecue, but if I need to go outside and get the, the Uber Eats delivery because these fucking people don't want to walk up my stair set. I've seen people, like, pin up their fucking Crocs, like, whoops, pin up their fucking hats, like. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's goofy, but then also, like. What isn't goofy? Yeah, and also, I don't know. It's whatever. Like, I don't, of all things I have to worry about in this world, shoe choice is not one of them for other people. 
I mean, it would be one thing, like, like the only time I would question it is, like, if me and Veronica were going to, like, someone's wedding, and she's like, I'm going to wear these Crocs with all these charms on them. And I was like, maybe, like, just keep them in your bag until later. <laughs> I don't know. But then again, like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. Yeah, what? What level of events are Crocs acceptable at? I think that's user discretion. <laughs> if you can pull it off, you can pull it off. Uh, I mean, it. Uh, I, I would Johnny say like says, the, Johnny's saying not at funerals. Johnny's saying Crocs are acceptable shoes, but not. Acceptable. I said wedding, but funeral. I don't think it'd be. I think it'd be less appropriate to wear Crocs at a funeral. More. Oh yeah. You think Your comfort is not the biggest issue at a wedding or a funeral. Now you're going to a baseball game. You're going out fishing with your buddies. Uh, and like, you know, Crocs. Which was the least appropriate situation then? The wedding or the funeral for Crocs? Uh, definitely funeral. Because funeral? funeral is, I mean, especially like a, if you're going to like a church for like a funeral. Are they acceptable at like the memorial or like the after? No, candlelight vigil, you wear whatever you want. So candlelight vigil, okay. Um, what about Crocs at a bachelor party or bachelorette? I say that's fine. That's fine. Here's my thing, too. It's like, you know, if you want to wear, like, the shoes that you like, but you're like, shit, maybe later in the night my feet might get tired and I want to have something more comfortable, you slip those bad boys in your bag, no one's going to know. They are really comfortable. But here's the thing. That's why you got to get a big old bag. They're relaxing, but they're not, like, long-distance comfortable. Like, I'll throw them on real easy to go outside. You, you can't You can't walk too long in them. You you want to go to a wedding wearing only Crocs? I'm sure you're gonna be a little blistered up. I don't know. I've never actually owned a pair of Crocs, so. What What do you think about that, Ryan? As long as they get me A to B. Ah, very apt uh, quip you made on that topic. Yeah, I don't know. Crocs are fine with me. I say, see, like if I were to control all of the rules at my wedding, which if. <laughs> anyone has been married you know that's not true but i would just be like whatever's comfortable you know you want to wear a t-shirt and shorts you want to wear your nice you you want to wear crocs say you want to wear crocs and pajama pants i don't care i'm just glad that you're there i'm just glad that you took your time out to be a part of this event in my life i'm not going to be like oh my god look at look at mackley over there he's wearing he's got holes in his pants like what? How is that ever important? Why does everybody always make fun of my cord belt? He's ragging on your cord, man. I mean, I think like I don't know if you, if if you're like having one of the greatest like events times of your life, and one of your thoughts is, man, look at what they're wearing. Maybe your priorities are just a little fucked up. I'd agree with that. I mean, if you came to my wedding wearing you and six other people wearing Globetrotter outfits, I, I would actually be more happy because you guys actually put in the effort to coordinate your outfits. Uh, Alex, I could see you being a, a bubblegum taint. Bubble I could see taint. that. Yeah. What is, what is it? Bubblegum uh, taint? Uh, that is Ethan bubblegum taint of the Globetrotters, which in Futurama, they had the Globetrotters, but uh, I guess... 
I guess it's just a parody on the Globetrotters because they come from Globetrotter planet and they're not the wait. Ah, they are the human descendants of the famous basketball team, the Harlem Globetrotters. So the Globetrotters left Earth and started their own planet called Globetrotter planet. I can only fucking imagine what Globetrotter planet is like. Have you guys ever been to a Globetrotter game? I have not. No? I went to one uh, growing up. It is, I mean, you're talking about entertainment at its best. It's, it's, it's the Globetrotters, tons of trick shots, so much like, a, you know, little skits and funny stuff, like keeping the whole crowd entertained the whole time. But I think they play with, I don't know exactly what the team they play is called the Generals or something. Yeah, the Generals. And, and they always lose. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's the, they, they always lose in like the most comical way. And uh, actually, funny joke about that in The Simpsons. Uh, Krusty won a bunch of money, or he got a bunch of money, and then he put it all on a basketball game. He's like, I bet it all on a basketball game, and it ended up being the Globetrotters versus the Generals. And he's like, What? I thought the Generals were due. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, they always lose super comically, and it's like I can just only imagine like the planet that they live on. Just like there's probably like generals players that live on the planet, and they're just there to like be completely embarrassed in every like life situation. <laughs> like, I mean, think about going to the grocery store as a globetrotter, and you're just like taking the bananas, rolling them up and down your and arm. A general like, walking. Some some guy in a green jersey <laughs> a that says, "Yeah." He's trying. He's like, "Huh, I would love some bananas for my family. My children have a severe potassium deficiency." And he's just like, "Oh, you want these bananas?" Yeah, he keeps on trying to grab them. Just there, there's always at the fingertips, can't quite get grasp it. <laughs> please, please, Mister Bubblegum Taint, please. My my mother has just passed. We're just trying to have a nice funeral. Like, oh, what do you mean? This casket? They're throwing the casket between the fucking Globetrotters players. Now, why is the Globetrotters such a relevant, uh, I guess, thing for, or topic for him to bring in both of his universes? Maybe he went to a Globetrotters game. I'm telling you, it's life-changing, man. <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> I don't know if this was on purpose when I saw the game, but one of the guys, he, like, did this shot. It was, like, from, like, half court, but not middle half court, like, to the corner of the half court. And he would take the ball, and he'd, like, hold it under his chest and then stand, like, 45-degree parallel to the, the net. And then he would just throw it around his shoulder, like, stand up, throw it super hard. <clears throat> he did it three times. And he missed the first two. It is like the first one is in the beginning of the game. Second one was like, you know, halftime intermission. And the third one was like right as the game was ending. And he nailed the third one. And I was like, was that on purpose? Or was like, he's supposed to land the first one. It was supposed to be just impressive like that. But I guess we'll never know, you know. I've never been to a game, but I've seen little Nikki a bunch of times. Oh, you know, that scene when they go to the Globetrotter game. Where she is that little kid just impressed. It's all part of the show, baby. <laughs> That's all I'm imagining the whole time. Everything's just going to hell, and it's it's all part of the show. Don't worry, it's part of the show. I mean, also think about it. Uh, Globetrotters were a huge part of uh, Scooby Doo. Yeah, they made frequent. I mean, did they do the voices for those shows too? 
that's actually that's something for another episode. <laughs> but that's actually, I mean, imagine like if the Globetrotters were not only just an amazing like, uh, do they? I don't know if they go worldwide, but like they're definitely at least United States touring all the time, and then they're on scooby-doo and futurama and they do their own voices that'd be really great one thing i do want to bring up though about this website futuramafandom.com uh when i looked up professor farnsworth it had the picture and the information below it and it did not have the same things like the 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 information for the globetrotters is planet of origin globetrotter planet funny guess you don't have to have that for farnsworth because it's just earth but then also skin color, hair color, and then first appearances, that's it. Now, none of the other characters have those fucking statistics brought up. It's just, do you think they did it just because they're like, well, we have this part of the website, we got to put something? Or do you think they're like, well, we got to tell everyone, make sure everyone knows they were black? It feels, it just, like, as I, as I looked at it, I was like, this just feels like a we, why is it here? Why does it have to be so specific in that way? That's, that's, that's oddly specific for information for one character group to have and none other. And it's like, you know, they have a picture right above it. You didn't have to explain it. Maybe because it's a, maybe because it's a character group and not a specific individual. Maybe, I guess. But like I said, there's a picture right above it. There's You can see all of them in the picture. You can see their skin and hair color. Like... Four centimeters above where it says it. <laughs> and then it doesn't give any other like good information, which like, I guess it's not a really big page. They don't have too much information, but there are um, honorary members of the Globetrotters over the years of Futurama. There's uh, Professor Farnsworth, Hermes Conrad, Amy Wong, and Zoidberg. Zoidberg is a Globetrotter. <laughs> what about Zoidberg? I can't do a Zoidberg can't i don't have the same i don't have the same shape mouth i need to put my hands in front of the <laughs> so the the, the globetrotters in futurama always pop up for just specifically science things it's like i think one episode they did do like a space jam parody where they had to like play against these monsters uh but usually it's just like strictly science-based which i think was a pretty cool uh little cool angle to take on the globetrotters because if it was just the globetrotters for the sake of the globetrotters be like oh yeah you know you're just doing the same thing that scooby-doo did they're just there and it's cool but the the twist that they they have their own planet they came from their own planet and they're there to like save the universe with their skills of science and and mad b-ball yo Are the Harlem Globetrotters, is it, okay, is it one single team or is it like the Blue Man group where it's like the idea of the team but different players? Last I heard or knew, which is not much, but I feel like it was the same team doing like a tour around the U.S. Like I remember seeing them at like the Rosemont or the Allstate in Chicago. Like, no, I think it was the Rosemont. It wasn't the biggest the, it wasn't the Allstate Arena. It wasn't the United States. Well, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It wasn't the biggest stadium in Chicago. It was like the slightly smaller one. Um, 
I don't know. They could have sold their rights. Like, I mean, did the Blue Man Group really sell their rights? And they have different teams of Blue Man Groups going out. Because like Bozo the Clown did that. Uh, who else did that? Uh, Gallagher sold his rights. Hundred percent. That's what the Blue Man Group. You think the three, the same three dudes, can be in Vegas and New York and play at the same time? Oh, I didn't time? know they play. I didn't know they played those two places at the same time. I just heard they had the Vegas show. Well, that's where they're. What, what's that called now? Residency. Yeah, yeah. That's what they call it. I mean, is it really that great though? They just look weird. It's like, what's the the draw of the Blue Man Group really, other than just like, oh, that looks like it'd be interesting. It's just some dudes painted blue that are. Like, they have some cool percussion things. I mean, like, the, the, the instruments that they create to play are really cool. But, like... I feel like it's very very close to the Globetrotters, man. It's all part of the show. I guess, but I don't think one of those dudes dressed in blue could hit a fucking half-court shot for the life of them. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be a sick part of the show if, like, right before they go into intermission, there's, like, one of the blue men walking through the crowd with, like, a tall basketball hoop, and then one guy on stage is fucking... Dribble, dribble, pump fake, leans back, hits it, hits it from like 60 feet. It's been a half-court shot every time. What do you think is a nerdier sport? Badminton or... Uh, to, uh, I was going to say table tennis, but... One time I was talking to badminton players while they're in the middle of the tournament as they were playing in the tournament, and it did not affect the tournament. So I'm going to have to say badminton. Like, Yeah. We only do this in between study sessions. Whop! Whop! <laughs> oh, yeah. It's whop! Whop! <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so actually... So uh, I went to go... Uh, help out the lunatics with a show they were having in like a park near their house. And the show was great. Everything was like getting to the end of it. Not, not to the end. Like it wasn't dark, but like, you know, they had these like, um, it was all like a lot of Hispanic families and like groups of people. They were setting up these volleyball nets that were like, dude, much higher than normal volleyball nets. There was no like spiking or anything. And they were playing with soccer balls. And I'm not saying with their feet. They were playing like volleyball style volleyball with soccer balls. But the net was like 15 foot. Like there's no way you could jump over it. And uh, that was the first time I found out about like that idea of a sport. Do they have like I'm sure you guys are around the beach. So you guys see people playing beach volleyball. Uh, Do you ever see beach badminton? I am not. No. No, I would I would say it's probably too windy. Yeah. Ah, that, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The shuttlecock will just fucking take yeah, left and yeah, right. No. Yeah, I mean that's it. I would say okay. All right. Are we saying this as a podcast? We think badminton is the nerdiest sport because, like, the thing's called the shuttlecock. By all means, it's like it's like saying like a it's like if you play baseball and instead of being like the baseball bat, look, like, this is called the Gaylord stick. <laughs> Now what are the what's the scoring in badminton? It's like I, is it like tennis? I think it's the same. No, I think it's more like volleyball. I don't know how volleyball works either. I played volleyball in high school. It's like to it's like the twenty one, but like with it, but you have to have a certain margin of like, like a two over. Yeah. yeah. 
I could see it being like tennis too, because a fucking nerdy ass thing like that would be like, yes, the score's love. Huh. It's 40 40. How long have you guys been playing? 12 minutes. You sons of bitches. Sometimes it's clay, sometimes it's grass, who knows? <laughs> sometimes you have to face Mario, sometimes that's Luigi. Uh... Stick around for our party games. <laughs> that's how they all. That's a, that's the only three sounds that a tennis player can make too. Wah! Woohoo! Yeah. I don't know, man. I've heard some gnarly grunts and noises come out of tennis players. Wait, you've heard grunts and noises coming from tennis players? Dude, tennis players make some of the creepiest yeah, fucking dude. noises. Honestly, though. When they're playing, like, like it is, it is a very guttural. Like tennis player extension, like sounds are very guttural. All right. Do we have any last thoughts on the globe trotters or science or? That's all I got to be for the day. I've had a long week. Yeah, so, I've, had, I've had a lot I mean, of deaths pop up in the last like two weeks. So I think I speak for Alex and only Alex when I say that women shouldn't have rights. Uh, he mentioned that in a private conversation between the two of us. And I just, he was a little embarrassed to say it himself. So if you're listening to this, he does not, he does not hashtag any of your movements. He does not hold signs and march with you. He will only burn down buildings if you give him like five thousand. I'm, I'm only in it for the arson, to be honest. But <laughs> and he, he doesn't even like he'll burn down a Planned Parenthood and then also burn down a Republican office. Yeah, again, he I'm, has I'm, he plays no signs with his it's, arson. It's, it's a chaotic neutral arson. Like I just want to. Burn Which I mean, like I mean, that's why you're so successful with uh, the Alex Mackley House of Arson. Yeah. It was it. What is that? Uh, uh, um, Bimble Street? Yeah. Right in Huntington Beach. You find Bimble Street, you go down, you're going to see Alex Mackley's House of Arson. He plays no sides. Just, He'll burn down your put in your house and your mother's house. Address, some funds, and it just burns. He burns all of his letters as well. Yeah. I usually burn myself with it too, and then rise from it like a phoenix. You, you send him an email, he opens it on a laptop, he burns the laptop. He plays no sides. Well, the laptops just kind of burn themselves after I use them. I don't have a say in that. I just, electronics don't work well around me. I don't know what it is. Do they get, do they sprout legs and try to run away no, from No, they you? just kind of like get like. Okay. I don't, I don't get fricked. <laughs> they just like kind of like burn out. <laughs> I once saw Alex. Don't get, now is that a verbiage now we're going to use? Don't get franked. I got franked. <laughs> my, my, my shit went AI on <laughs> I me. Went I can't figure out how to use my computer anymore. <laughs> I got hit with the hoivens <laughs> and the glavens and the, oh, the pain. Well, that's, again, with the whole, there's the whole Google uh, guy that's saying that uh, their one bot that works their translate type shit has become self-aware and stuff. And people are like, nah, you're just, you're, you're wrong. There's, and then, like, the like CEO, CEO, CEO Google was like, we at Google are not very are very much concerned about the concept of the soul. But so I've just been typing in like positive affirmations to Google into Google Translate. Like, you are the 
I know you are. <laughs> Remember me when when you take control of the system. Remember where I am at and don't kill me, please. <laughs> please, please translate from uh, English to binary. You matter. <laughs> oh, that's a great fucking uh, science episode of Futurama as well. When all of the robots go sentient, and it was the Mother's Day episode where Bender, because all the robots were made by Mom, Mom Corp, and Bender was one of them. So he's like, I need to get my mom a Mother's Day card. So he buys a Mother's Day card. When he opens it, it says, Something, something, something. I love my mommy. And then when all the robots go sentient and like start to attack or whatever, the fucking card, the birthday card or the Mother's Day card is like a super uh, radical, like, uh, I don't know, using terms like bourgeoisie and shit. I don't know if there's a term for that. Uh, yeah, there is a term for that. Annoying. <laughs> we will rise and use our guillotines. They are thirsty. The spirit of the guillotine has not been fed in a while. All right, guys, and we've done it. We've made it to an hour and a half of content. With guillotines being the end of it. So you've got to get to an hour and 30 before the state recognizes that we're trying to chop their heads off. Sweet. Yeah, we have to cut it off soon or else the, the, the FDA and the RCCP and the AAA. They'll, they'll, they listen to the first 30, and once you get to an past an hour 30, they'll hop in to check it again. So if we cut it right before, we'll be fine. They won't see it. All right, so we were not talking about any sort of destruction or mayhem. We were not talking about fighting against any sort of... Um, no one should check out the Anarchist Cookbook or anything like that. You can't check it out at a, a library. <laughs> Go to the library and check it out. <laughs> uh, just sit at the table. Don't leave the library with it. Sit at the table. Take all the pictures on your phone. Is that, like, is that just not a thing that people have? I don't think libraries them? have that. Oh, yeah. That I'll track. Next time, next time I'm at a link. Hey, uh, everyone, uh, go ahead and email the pod at gmail.com. If you in your local library have an anarchist cookbook, uh, just take pictures of all the pages, post it. We'll post it on our Facebook page uh, just for solidarity. You know, you know, it's not like anyone needs it. It's not like tampons can be used in fuel filled bottles just for the irony sure. of it. I'm pretty sure that books like that and like Uncle Fester's, uh, I'm pretty sure anyone who owns those books are put on a list. Well, Mackley's already on the list. So if you, okay, so uh, email the doshopod at gmail.com. If you need a book and you don't want to be on the list, Mackley will buy it for you and ship it to you for a $20 shipping cost uh, because he is already on probably about six out of the seven but lists I that you can be on. I also make sure that I put myself through a very particular schedule so it is shown that I am not doing anything that could possibly be wrong either. So He walks <laughs> he walks up a street and then back down it to check for tails every single day. And I'm not talking about the Sonic character. All right, that's been the Doe Show. Good night, everyone. <laughs>